everyone, you're listening to Lazy Gal with Sage Lagarante. Welcome to the first post in a while that is not part of the study series because it's summer break and we are over, at least for me, for school. And I refuse to think about calculus or even sitting down with a book thinking about anything that requires me to use my brain at all. So even though I do low-key literally have summer stuff, like I'm taking stats and everything, like let's not talk about that. So not only is it no school, it's also Pride Month. So happy Pride Month to all of you. These books have LGBTQ characters and some implied LGBTQ uh, representation. And of course, the last one, spoiler alert, is very, very gay. But let's get into it. So this year I've only read 14 books, but give me a break because I'm literally being bombarded with second semester. Actually, by the time when I wrote this like oh, a couple of days ago, I did read 14 books. But I did binge read the like three books, the first three books of the selection series till like 3 a.m. one night so I actually have read those three additional books and then I also finished Load, Load to Love You by Ali Hazelwood my favorite like one of my favorite authors I think I read around 18 books this year so you know what maybe I'm grinding at the end but these are my top like I believe five books of the year so far and I feel bad because I should have included Load to Love You because I really did like that book. But maybe my next one, if I do something like that, I'll have that. Anyways, so I did get new books. I reread them, but uh, that's different. And then I also did get new podcast equipment in which you are listening to. So let me know if you like this one better. Hopefully you do because I did spend some money on this. Uh, This is currently the Road Pod mic and I had a stand and like the shock thing and I currently got it like well I did get it for a package of $118 on B&H and then I also got an interface because this is an XLR microphone I need to have an interface so I got the Focusrite Scarlet and so far it's going good uh the only problem is that I need like it has like a headphone jack connector but for some reason like for my Bose QC45 I have a review on those in my Instagram by the way my noise canceling headphones I was gonna use those and like they're not the best recording headphones but to record them I need to get the wire to monitor it and I was like where is my wire connector because I cannot find it and I have not yet found it and I ordered a new one because I'm really mad and hopefully I find it soon but the point is like I'm so mad about that and then it was also my birthday like last weekend and I got a new tumbler a new tote bag some books some bookmarks Amazon gift cards, that kind of thing. I got two new little bottles. And then I got lip oil just for me. Uh, the NYX lip oil, fat oil. So I maybe I might have like a review on that on my Instagram. I also got new makeup, new mascara, and an eyelash curler. So yeah, and I also did get a book, but I have not read that book yet. But let's get into this podcast episode. The first book on my list is ninth house i absolutely love this book way more than i thought i would and it was less of a romance book than like i usually read romance but this plot was amazing and i need to read the sequel i saw it on target and i was like this thing is like 22 dollars. like i'm gonna wait till like the kind of like hype dies down and maybe i'll get it a little bit for cheaper maybe 15 or something and i do wish there's more darlington and alex book time and hopefully that's in the sequel but also i'm like a romance person so like like I'm gonna be looking for it anyways uh some scenes were like genuinely crazy and came out of nowhere but at the same time 
this book flowed like relatively smooth for all the jam-packed scenes it had like a less experienced author would make this so confusing and so complex but the way that Leigh Bardugo did it was I think I'm saying her name correct like Leigh Bardugo did it was a lot more like it just it just worked like I was reading this and I was like okay like I get it like I don't get it but I'm getting it and like like this is kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that the image was hard to picture but an author's work is like always never ending like literally super like I respect any author so it is what it is and sometimes I was also confused on who was who and like where certain characters disappear to like at times I had like stopped reading and like conjure like a mental image I was like okay this person is on this side of the room that's where east is and now they're okay now they're fighting okay they're fight okay also where did her tattoos go where is alex's ta- like they were there the mods took them away was there any symbolism of her past life like what was going on with her tattoos why didn't she what was going on i also just want to know what leigh bardugo's inspiration was for this like how did she stumble upon this idea of oh dark academia yale but not rory gilmore death and i was like okay like everyone's gone with it like this is a good book and of course she's written six the crows shadow and bone good author good books love them so i did really like this one especially because the characters were also not very like flat like i know people which i'll talk about more but some authors in like have very flat not very three-dimensional characters but every character in this book like i could picture like, I'm like, oh, like, I know what's going on. Like, I could write a biography for this person. Like, if this person's like, oh, make me a portfolio, I would know what to put on it. So that's what I really liked about this book. The second book that I have on this list is The Trouble With Hating You. I will link all of these down below in Bookshop, in which I am an affiliate for. And I will get a percentage of the, if you buy it, but you will not be charged anymore. It's just... Supporting me and my blog and Lazy Cow and all that. So check that out back in the show notes. I'll link all of these. So the second book is The Trouble With Hating You. And I'm a very big fan of Indian or like Desi rep in books in general. Especially in rom-coms that have risen to popularity in book talk or bookstagram or stuff like that. And not very in a like very small community. But also like you know what I'm saying like books that have large representation and a good representation and it is very hard to get good POC reputation, reputa- representation. And I'm sorry to say that this book did not cut it. And I know this is my top book of the year. But also, it was low-key better than 60% of like other books that I read this year. And I also wanted to talk about this book. Because it wouldn't technically be the worst book of the year that I've read. Because I've, I can assure you I've read worse books. But I also wanted to talk about this and also like give my opinion as someone who is brown because I read a lot of Goodreads comments. I think I mentioned that, like I'll mention that, like Goodreads comments. And I was like, oh, like I agree with this person. Like now that I see her or their point of view, that this suddenly makes a lot more sense. I wanted to also talk about this on my podcast because I feel like a lot of people talk about things that they haven't experienced and they get discredited for that, which makes sense. Like obviously, if you're always talking about something that you never experienced compared to someone who has experienced it you are more likely to be mistaken compared to the other person. So I just wanted to give my two cents about this. Uh, Like, first things first, I hated how stereotypical it was at times 
because like at the same time like i know that's what descriptive words are for but i think it irked me because i am indian and she like describes some of these things kind of unrealistically like there's really any actual culture like like i think someone on goodreads also mentioned this that the majority was just like a class on indian food and it's like very rare that people will play basketball at the temple or like a lot of things like a games in my in opinion in, in general and not a lot of hindu people go to the temple or like mandir every week and like that seemed like the only place that anything happened like i feel like the setting of the book was 80 percent at the temple so like i get that she's trying to show indian culture but at the same time it's going through such an extent that i know people who like back india who also don't go that that often as she did and especially for a community in a different in a foreign country it's hard to go every week and i feel like that's kind of stereotypical oh everyone goes to temple or like you know what i'm saying like it was just something that's not very unrealistic and someone who reads this who is not indian who doesn't know have knowledge about the culture is gonna think that's true and assume it about everyone and like it's not a very harmful assumption in my opinion i'm i mean if you think that it is please let me know why but i feel like it's just the starting of all the unrealistic assumptions that's being taken place in this book i did appreciate how she talked touched on some problematic parts however like racism in poc communities even though everyone else is a person of color there is still racism in there uh, anti-lgbt and like protection of sexual assault assaulters but not the actual victims uh but i hated how leah like the main character was supposed to be some progressive feminist but spoiler alert like i'm gonna give you some time to skip ahead uh but in the end she was literally saved by a guy with abs and the whole time she was like broken until jay came and told her she wasn't again like the love interest to think jay and i was like like i get the whole like yes it's a romance story but i feel like if this if she's supposed to be a feminist or like shouldn't she know like shouldn't she reach this conclusion by herself and then be ready to be in a healthy relationship and also the very obvious self-proclaimed feminism as if you can only be a feminism if like feminist if you break all the rules and refuse to like follow society's rule like there are a lot of feminists who go by society's rule like you don't have to break every rule to be like oh no i'm different like this is how feminists are supposed to be like if they're gonna make us follow this then we can't follow anything of theirs and i feel like that's not only a really bad rep for poc women in general especially poc who are fighting women of color who are fighting to have a like an, a place in the world that this is a very harmful assumption because everyone's like oh yeah all you just want to be is different you don't want us you want us to follow you not to be equal and i feel like in a romance book like to include these themes especially where there are young people young girls reading this it's so influential and yes her like also her friends were very much independent but they all were always described lesser than her because they wanted different things or didn't act like she did like they were all in very good fields they were maybe in the medical field engineering whatever like they were making a stable income and they did they weren't like oh leah you have to get married or something like they maybe they wanted to get married but they were always like she always described them as oh they don't know what they want or they always follow society's rule and it's up to me to change it like they could still be feminists even if they don't even if they want a traditional life like a traditional life like that doesn't change their views or their opinions of feminism and she also used like really crude words to say things she isn't words that i that i won't be saying because uh this is a relatively clean podcast and she also like constantly demeaned women who thought she fit that like idea of someone who is 
not respectful in society. So I feel like if you're going to be a feminist, you should be a feminist for all. You shouldn't just be like, oh, I'm not like those women as if they, those women in question are any like lesser than you. This is a very, I don't belong to anyone and also judges anyone who doesn't want to be a girl boss kind of character. But also Hawkeye with abs who says he's a nice guy can have me because he understands and he wants me because he does not want my body as if like it's just the whole thing is so hypocritical but at the same time it's so written by a 12 year old that it that it genuinely confuses me because Leah's all like oh yeah I'm the master of my own destiny kind of thing and I don't like I don't block anyone like I don't care what anyone says even if my parents say anything I don't care but like, it's like, oh, I care what he says, though. But I shouldn't care. I shouldn't feel like that because anyone who cares about men are not feminists. And it's just, there's just so many layers of hypocrisy and, like, character thinking that I feel like sh- could have been avoided. So, I just wanted to give my two cents about this. Please let me know what you think in the q and I'll have something about, like, what's your opinion on this kind of thing. So, the third book in this podcast episode so the third book on this podcast episode is the american roommate experiment but experiment by elena armas i read this recently and i'm a big fan of her writing in my opinion the holy trinity of rom-cons are emily henry elena armas and ali hazelwood hazelwood being my favorite and i but anyways back to elena I read Spanish Love Deception a year ago, and it was a really good book. I quite enjoyed how the characters from that book were shown in this one. Very nice, like, closure in those terms. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, they're living a happy life. Thank you. Again, POC rep. Yes, I like that. I liked Lucas's character. I liked the way that he was written by someone who was POC, so he was more accurate by someone who was writing POC characters as a non-POC person. Okay, nothing wrong with that, but I just want to say, like, if we're looking for realistic reputation, rep, not reputation, representation, this is a good book. A bit more realistic than some rom-com, rom-coms, and of course, Lucas was a sweetheart. The characters were very well written, but I sometimes I was, like, confused about Rosie, the main character. I have no idea what her ethnicity is, and sometimes I was also confused about where the hell they were in the book, like, the setting, but it's okay, I love the book, so... Anyways, I just want to let you know that some spoilers are incoming, so let me skip a few minutes. Like, I know some of these have spoilers, but, like, it's hard to talk about the book without including spoilers of some sort. So, anyways, I give you my warning. Uh, I feel like the forced dating trope was, like, really unrealistic. Like, crazy unrealistic. But you know what? Crazier things have happened, and this is fictional. So, it is what it is. Also, uh, what did lucas's like sister even though at the beginning because like lucas didn't tell anyone and all of a sudden his sister was like the biggest shipper of them and i was like how does she know what did he say what is going on what what is going on also the ending what the hell why would you put us through all that emotional turmoil if you don't think you're good enough for the girl or you don't deserve her you probably don't but doesn't mean don't go doesn't mean go no contact my guy like if you don't think you're good enough for her, maybe try harder or maybe just maybe just leave at the beginning. Like, why you got to make her go through all of this? Because trust me, this is like now I'm going through all of this. Now we're both going through all of this because what is this? 
also uh aiden like was a good guy he was the landlord like the fixer upper if like the landlord was like his brother-in-law so i wish he was loki more hateable because like you know what? i'm kind of rooting for him like loki kind of rooting for him but that landlord landlord because that i hated him that was that was a piece of work good character hateful character also if lucas had the key at the beginning why didn't he use it to enter like i feel like maybe i like read that part too fast cause i feel like that's really important to the books starting so don't put don't put too much don't put too great salt a grain grain of salt into that yeah but i also like how the misunderstanding since slowly turned them into enemies to lovers because sometimes it will be over like the stupidest things <clears throat> the trouble with hating you so the book was still realistic because sometimes for enemies to lovers it'll be like you took my coffee mug and it's like no i didn't but they like you know what i'm saying like it's like just just go to a therapist send a send a text do a facetime call maybe move out and come back because this is crazy only realistic part was like the fast love i wouldn't call it love bombing but at the same time i would low-key call it love bombing but it's fictional so it doesn't matter like i'm not gonna it's not gonna be kind of weird if it was like a book over 10 years and i'm falling in love and i'd be like this is really bad slow burn and like the only other realistic part was also like how fast lucas was like i'll pretend date you like my guy everyone can see you other than rosie but you know what i'm saying like you're not slick I also want a video of Lena beating up someone. Lena is Lucas's cousin from Spanish Love Deception, Catalina. I, I, I want a video of that. Number four on the list is To Hate Adam Connor. This book is literally like all the other books, but in a different font. But it's okay because I eat them up every time. I love the descripting, like the descriptive words in this book because I am like picturing all these people in my head while I read it because like I'm saying like I love books like that when I'm like oh okay like I can see this person like I know what they're doing but I hate when you read books and like you're reading it and you're like who is this and then you see like someone are like fan art of it if you see it on Pinterest and you're like this person should not be having a goatee because this is awful who decided this that's why i feel like when you describe characters you should kind of describe it enough that the reader can have kind of like an open image of a sort but not too open now one person thinks of a goatee and one person thinks of like blue eyes while he has like green like you know what i'm saying like be consistent uh spoiler alert kind of I understand why Adam, the love interest, was, like, rightfully mad. But low-key, I got my girl Lucy's side. Because if I live next to a hot celeb, I'd be looking on my wall, too. Telescope and everything. You would see me up there every day. Especially if I didn't have a job. If I was unemployed, on that roof, every day. Telescope, binoculars. I'd be zooming through. I'd be making those paper telescopes, okay? I would buy binoculars. Okay, like, this is... Like, I get why he's mad. I would also be mad. But Lucy, it, I'm just saying, got her side. It's always the best friends that come in clutch. Lucy's best friend. I kind of may have forgot her name. But you know what? I, I, I liked her. I liked her. Aiden was super cute. Uh, Adam's son, the three-year-old boy. Like, the whole in love with Lucy throws me off. Like, I'm around children a lot. They don't, they don't fall in love with you. 
But I suppose, like, she wanted to say, like, apple doesn't fall far from a tree. So, you know, I'm like, okay, he's cute. He's He loves her. It makes the story move along. Who am I to say anything else? The hatred in this book, however, is well written. And I like that. Because you know what? Some might say that's weird how she's all like, fangirl. But then she's described to stare at him with like dislike and hatred and tension and all that. But that's so real. Because if fangir- if Lucy was fangirly over him to his face while he hated her, I would like stand up. This is crazy. Like, like come on. He hates he hates your guts. And you're like, you're like oh my god. Be in love with me. To his face. That is too big of an ego boost. Mm-mm. And... You know what? I think I have this problem with almost all the books because it's literally like I read this thing in like two, three hours. Well, it's like literally happening over like a couple of weeks. But The Hate to Love was a bit quick. But again, 300 page book, not an entire show spending over six years or whatever. And it was well compared to some other books where they like hate each other and all of a sudden they can't stay away. Like both of you need to stand up at this point because how are you like, I'll kill you. You killed my mother and my sister. Two pages later. I can assure you they do not hate each other. Also, can I add, I love dual POVs. Whoever started that trend in romance book, I am all for it. I love dual POVs. Knowing what he's thinking, knowing what she's thinking, knowing that I know what both of them are thinking, but they don't know what the other person's thinking. Like, call me that, what's it called? The Antoinette, the puppet, the puppet, puppetinette. That's me. I am watching, I am reading, I am hearing, I am listening and I am devouring. Also, again, spoiler. The whole, let me let you be my kid's nanny. Like, my guy, that could have been a serious, dangerous situation if Lucy was batshit, bro. I'm trying to get with her. Maybe, like, don't endanger your kid. Like, I feel like if you hated her and, like, oh, my kid likes you. Yeah, kids like literally everyone. Just because they like someone doesn't mean that's not a serial killer. So maybe, like, I get the background check and all that. But I'm just telling you, most serial killers aren't usually crazy until they become crazy so i don't know i wasn't really with that one also she got dumped like a week before like they she moved in with him so i would like give my girl some time to heal because literally moved the weekend saw a hot guy hated him fell in love with him married span of one week forget slow burn my girl is on drugs anyways last book the stud and the star this one, this one has a lot of feelings. This one might get a lot of people saying, no, I'm wrong, no, I'm right. I don't care. But let me know because I I like reading what people like think and about books and hearing them. And sometimes, I mean, I usually do change my opinion because I'm like, you know what? You're so right for this. Like, I agree. But sometimes I'm like, absolutely not. Like, this was awful. What are you doing? But let us, let us start. So I do love Percy Jackson. And yes, this book might be... Ugh, Compared to all of them, blah, blah, blah. But it's Solangelo, so it gets that boost. And I just have, like, I just need somewhere to, like, voice my thoughts on this without someone saying I'm wrong immediately. Like, you can say it later, but as I'm talking, I hear no arguments. I don't hear a single objection as I am talking, so I'm going to continue. First of all, can we talk about the writing style? Like, let's, let's pull up an example. Nico laughed super hard. My guy. My guy. My guy. 
how long have you been writing for? You have books upon books from series upon series. You've been writing more than I have been alive. And you say the words Nico got annoyed like 10 different times. Facial expressions convey a character's thoughts. Like, you have read all the other Percy Jackson books so well. Like, I, like, the writing, the scriptiveness, like, everything is meshing and going so well together. And I read this, and I'm like, oh my god. Did you not ever open the source once in your life? But at the same time, it wasn't only Rick writing, it was also, like, Marcus Shiro. So that could have been a huge influence. But I mainly feel like Rick was trying too hard to be himself. If, like, that makes sense. Like, sometimes it just felt very forced. Like, the characters were kind of flat. And I talked about that earlier with Nighthouse when I said, yeah, there's some characters that are flat and some that are, like, three-dimensional. And you really get, like, an overwhelm, like, not overwhelm, like, an overlapping third, 360-degree, like, idea of them. But now, like, if it wasn't for the other books, like, describing Nico's land, like, Nico's will, I don't think I would have liked them as much as I, like, do. So I feel like this book wasn't like really living up to my expectations and they weren't like high high like I at least expected them to be on the same level as the other books but you know and it isn't like it's too childish for me because even his other works are child directed or like that's their demographic and they still don't have like this flat younger kind of like not for me feeling like I feel like when I read this I am seven years old or I'm supposed to be seven years old but I do read the other Percy Jackson books like The Hero of Olympus, Magnus Chase, Red Pyramid, the original PGO series from time to time. And like I don't like sometimes, yeah, it's a bit I know it like it's not from age, like I can feel it. But it's never this bad. So I test this part to the other author. And maybe because like like Rick was trying too hard to be like his past self. And I could like tell when some parts were written by like a different author. So I just think like the writing style clashed in my opinion. I am not I hope they don't do another one together. Other than that, the story line went well in my opinion, but so many like new things have been creating in like the Percy Jackson world. Got a little mind fuddling at times. And I also feel like their goal or the reason to go into Tar- Tartarus should have been better. Like love bought the title and all, but I don't know, like the motive was just so it wasn't just enough in my opinion. And like the storyline like it was just new thing after new thing and I feel like maybe he could have referred to a lot of old things like kind of like hidden easter eggs in the old books maybe he just wanted like to have a different like he didn't want this to be built upon that I don't know like I don't know and where did Nyx come from literally brought from the depths of hell made into an evil character with no redemption arc and yes Okay, you know what? Like, forget Nyx. The relationship is cute. Like, Solangelo, all for it, number one. But how many times can you state that someone is grumpy and someone is sunshine because we all got the theme the first few times? Like, oh my god, like, Nico is my grumpy little ball or he is the sunlight in my thing. Oh my god. Oh, we can read. This is a, like a 400 page book. Like you have said, this is like a keyword SEO search. Like this is me trying to fit keywords in my blog post to get indexed on like Google. You don't need to get indexed. You're a book. Who's indexing you? N- Again, no one says ball of sunshine as a pet name. Pet names are supposed to be short. That's just a three word. That is a phrase. That is a pet phrase. That's a phrase name. Anyways. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode on my top five books of the year so far. It's not my like usual wellness post and I feel like 
like I I still talk about lifestyle but because of like the study series and all that I've been going more of the productivity lane so when I do talk about like stuff like this that's literally not helpful to I think anyone other than the fact that if you're trying to figure out if you want to read this book or not or if you're really really bored one day but I am planning on adding a couple of new sections to my blog like a work with me I will be officially accepting guests in july or august i think i'm gonna open it up in july plan the content for august and onwards because i am gonna do a tech series and i will have more time in july and i'm also gonna think about doing video podcasts i will be gone for month of june more information about that later but as for july i think i will just do like two video pod maybe one video podcast one audio and two blog posts the green theme is still going for my blog and my podcast, but let's see for how long. The lazy gal was actually fully pink and gray at the beginning, so things do change. As for now, my Instagram theme is also green. I don't like an inconsistent feed, just because like for Instagram, like the feed aestheticness is very, like very very in the thing. So if you guys have any recommendation for podcast episodes, let me know. I'll have a poll on something book related. I think the poll part is only on Spotify, I believe. But if it's also on Apple Podcasts, let me know. So I'll add one in there manually. And if you listen to my last episode with Kelly and are inspired to be a guest on A Lazy Gal, you totally can. You can DM me on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore lazy gal. Or you can email me at thelazygal.blog at gmail.com. Because I like I am officially accepting it like in a couple months. But I will put you on like the waiting list or whatever. Just so you know what I'm saying? Like you don't forget anything. But I will post that, like, stuff on my blog and my, sorry, my Twitter, my Instagram and everything. So if you're on there and you're connected with me, you will hear announcements. Uh, so I did talk about the study series in the beginning and I will link all of those notes. Not, I will link all those posts down below. Or I will just, like, link it to my last blog post. And in there I have the whole study series. So... Like, whatever works for you. I might just link, like, the study series from, like, the Lazy Gal if I ever make it up. If I ever release it by this point. And later this month, I think this month or June or June, I think, I will have a Q&A. So, if you are interested in learning more about me or, like, have any questions that you'd like to ask, whether it's related to podcasts, blogging, content creation in general, I might create an online course. I'm working on an ebook or just, like, a questions about me in like particular you can send them to any of my socials i will link all of them down below i'll also i will i always link my link tree in my episodes so if you click those you'll get my podcast my blog my freebies my latest like episode my latest blog post and my like all my socials from linkedin to twitter to pinterest instagram to facebook (sighs) i am everywhere so see you all another day Again, check out the links in the show notes. 